Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans, welcome back to Unfiltered Dunks with your guy Dodson over at Forbes Sports for all things Pelicans and Saints and over at Music Movies and Hoops for a little bit of extra of what we, what that whole site's bringing to the culture. I'm trying to bring a few things with coaches, NBA previews with like I got Chris Connor over at the Bird Rights, did a, a great hosting job. Y'all go check that out. It's more of the NBA in whole, but we do talk a little bit of Pelicans. We get some more insight from guys that are in Chicago, Texas. Oregon, and and we see how other people feel about our team. I hope y'all are feeling good about the team. We just had a two-in-one week. We had that little, little tough loss to old Miami, but we, we might get a two-in-one week this week, too. We're going out to Phoenix, who is another team that's going to be battling for the playoff spots, looking at a play-in situation, probably. But Chris Paul will have him settled if he's playing. This podcast will come out tonight. We'll see about injury reports. The jump's already on. They're mentioning job updates, which not to jump around in tangents and have little isolated sparks here and there, but to start the podcast. But feel bad for Ja, but Memphis has got to go through what the Pelicans went through last year. This year is looking different. Again, we're feeling good. Two in one week. Now, I mean, Phoenix, OKC away. We get to come home to uh, Tamperano, which I'm hoping it picks up because they in Tampa, but the, everybody keeps calling them Toronto. And you can get you get confused. You're like, why are they flying all the way up to Canada? No, they're just going over to Tampa. So, Tampa's coming to us. Hopefully, we can take care of business again on that end. Even if we lose to the Suns tonight, we can pick up the win in OKC. Nikhil might get a little few minutes against his cousin. Come home, take care of business against Tamperano. The Raptors ain't really looking like... I mean, they're not the championship team from, from two years ago. They're just not. They got the luster still, they got the heart, they got the drive, they got the motivation, but they ain't got the talent. So the Pelicans, playing at home, they should be able to take that game. They've got the talent. They've got the motivation. They On the come up, where the Raptors is kind of, you know, they've they fallen off the, off the top of the Eastern Conference mountain. They already did it last year, even though they did a tough fight in the playoffs. It's looking like they're going to be just struggling for a middle seed. They've fallen back into mediocrity. The Pelicans have to beat that kind of Eastern Conference team if they want to get a top six seed and avoid a play-in situation. Like, like I'm kind of split on how to view this loss against Miami. We can look at the two wins. I did podcast after the two wins. That's fine and dandy, but Miami didn't have Butler in the second half. Still, the Pelicans were down big. They wound up with a double-digit loss that felt kind of accurate. And... Everybody wants to point that they got it down to six, but yeah, that was playing six, seven players that were all tired and couldn't close. So, I mean, this is a regular season. Stan Van Gundy can't Tom Thibodeau up this this situation, playing for wins to start the season, even though it's a tough schedule. I mean, we play with a playoff rotation, and, you know, it looked like that rotation was all reading. Maybe they wasn't on the same page, but they were all reading the same chapter in the same book. On the offense, B.I. was looking good. Zion's flowing. Lonzo's kind of finding his role, which may not be a max contract role, but it's a role that's going to help this team this year. And the shot chart looked good. Unlike the preseason, we didn't have Lonzo leading the team in field goal attempts by 10 shots. That that That, that couldn't happen in the regular season. So... We got that back on track. The offense is looking like it's dialed in. We know that Ingram's going to be a closer. He's leaping into that extra responsibility. He's leaping into passing lanes on the defensive end. 
he's making a leap that's going to carry this team to the playoffs in the same way that if you got a healthy Kevin Durant or Chris Paul, you're going to the playoffs. You're going to the playoffs. And you, we can go places. This team can go places in the playoffs as long as sometime during this regular season, hopefully soon, J.J. finds a shot. Nicolo Melli finds a shot. Josh Hart has been working. But all three of those guys kind of had a slow start on the offensive end. And that's kind of to be expected from a few teams just, just coming out of the bubble, coming into this weird offseason, coming into training camp. But only, I mean, for all we know, talking about Chris Conner hosting, he sent out the tweet talking about they practice seven hours without a ball. I cannot confirm this, but I can also not deny that it could have happened. It could have happened. Team sources that went off, I cannot confirm or deny that that did not happen. So we could have had a Hoosiers moment over at the training center in Metairie, but but we won't know until it plays out in the in the actual game. But they've been playing good. On defense, look, they've been keeping teams under 100. Again, B.I.'s been active. <clears throat> Zion's been a little lost. Hayes is still a work in progress. But, I mean, look, we was talking just talking about the, that we needed a deeper bench, especially in the regular season. Stan Van Gundy come out and said, look, it's it's on him. He's not giving enough people minutes. And Jackson Hayes, work in progress that he may be, he's actually earned the trust over any of the other rookies. I mean, he got 17 minutes last game. To I mean, against the Spurs, he did he did enough work to warrant them minutes. That wasn't oh, I just need to throw somebody minutes and we need a big. That was Jackson Hayes' developmental minutes that actually they paid off in the moment and they're going to pay off in the long run. I'm doing a story now, working with, the, uh, hopefully going to get some quotes and the interview done, all transcribed with Jackson Hayes. I mean, he went from high school, started as a football player, ended, he finally got to start as a senior, went to Texas, boom, straight over to the Pelicans. And he's dealt with different coaches every year. I guarantee you none of those coaches were as much of a stickler for structure as Stan Van Gundy, even at Texas. That just it, – it was college. Do a few good things, try and get into the dance, make a name for yourself, get drafted. Let's be honest. That's college, especially for somebody that's got the – had the potential and the draft pick lottery stature that, that Jackson Hayes had. Again, work in progress, but he earned Stan Van Gundy's trust. There, he's going to earn me it, my trust and patience, at least for a few more weeks. And then, I mean, hey, everybody likes to play with a trade trade, trade machine. But I'll, I don't think I'll be putting Jackson Hayes in it if he keeps playing like he did against the Spurs. It, if he does that, he might actually get more minutes this season than he did last season, even though last season he was more getting those minutes to fill in with injury. This year, Jackson Hayes, he's actually going to warrant a dozen minutes, 15 minutes, 17 minutes, especially in a blowout, 20 minutes in a bigger blowout. The the, the blowouts when it's really empty the bench on in either direction. But those developmental minutes are going to pay off. And and he's going to learn how to fight through the hard times. The the team, the team's learning how to fight through hard times. Look at the home win against the San Antonio Spurs. They were four for twenty shooting at one point. I, I, come on, testing protocols for the four twenty. Wait till eight forty. It's twice the fun. It's more adult, and you know, wait for after the game if y'all want to spark up like that. But eventually, the team sparked up. They won the turnover battle. They won the rebounding battle. They kept fighting. They started hitting some shots. They kept the Spurs close. Finally, again, 
B.I. come in. He closed it. He's taken that extra leap of responsibility. He wants it. This team wants it. I hope that we come out of this this week, you know, undefeated. But we're just looking another two in one week. And if we keep stringing two in one weeks together, we'll be in that fourth, fifth, sixth seed conversation. Not seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. We won't be have to deal with that. So be patient with the team. Be patient with the podcast. Keep checking us out. We're keeping this to the quick ten, just to just to bring you something fresh, bring you some ideas, let you know what we're doing, and. Keep coming back to us. Keep coming back to the Pelicans. They're going to keep coming back to the Rack to Zion because that one shot chart was just a layup shot chart. He, Again, he, he's getting buckets at the rim, and he's got to hit his free throws. It's been hit and miss on them free throws. So hope you don't miss us. Hit us up next time. Thanks for checking us out over at Unfiltered Dunks. Head over to Music, Movies, and Hoops for more Pelicans stuff, more stuff that's in the culture, more stuff that's – I mean, you might you never know what you're going to find over there that you might like. Chord progressions, stuff from our guy, Kevin Berrios. He was in an article. He's going to look at a few things. Chris Connor's in there. We got our guy, Sasha Claire Abazian, running it. Oh, I think I hit that name right on the first time. Anyway, happy holidays. Stay safe. See you after the new year. Hey, guys, just one last note. Have a happy holidays. And if, you haven't, if you're still feeling the, the gift of Christmas in your heart, Go over to your favorite podcast app. Give us a five-star review. Unfiltered Dunks, greatly appreciated.